What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 6, Episode 19 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just here to talk about games. I guess someone is being rushed to the being rushed <laughs> to the hospital. Hopefully everything's okay. But uh, Emergency. Emergency. Yeah, they're coming to take us away because we got tons of stuff that we're going to be talking about in our main event, which is about uh, the PlayStation event. So I'm down. I'm ready to talk about it. So I'm ready to talk about it with you guys. All right. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Not much, just, you know, even though it's not E3 week, uh, E3 does not exist, it feels like, you know, almost like a couple days after Christmas kind of thing, you know, it's like finally getting to freaking know about the PS5 and everything that's going on, and then all the gaming news that's been kind of dropping here, there, and everywhere on there. Let's just uh, look forward to this time of year, uh, for my hobby at least, so. E3 does exist, if you believe hard enough. <laughs> if you, it's like the whiz. If you believe in yep. your heart, <laughs> exactly, <God> you'll know. <laughs> it's home, Joe. I wish I was at E3. <laughs> Just click our heels three times. Okay. Well, I don't want to actually be at I'm, E3. I'm black, folk. I... For our listeners who never heard of the whiz, that is the Negro version of the Wizard of Oz. Came out Michael in like Jackson, yes. yeah, the early eighties, early eighties, late seven. I can't remember which, but I think uh, it's seventy eight or seventy nine. Yeah, late seventies. So yeah, <laughs> got to ease on down the road, y'all. <laughs> got to ease uh, on down. Yeah, speaking of that, we're going to ease on into. We're going to change the structure up a little bit. Uh, up first is our main event. And Des is going to kick things off for us this time. So, Des, why don't you jump into the main event for our listeners? Sure. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is the uh, the the thing that's on everyone's minds right now: uh, the PlayStation Five reveal. And and wow, what a reveal it was! I mean, imagine all of the groundbreaking things that they did, like. I don't know. Give gameplay. Uh, yeah. So that was fantastic. I was very shocked to see gameplay. Um, but I digress. So, um, so the games that were so basically that they released the system, and that system, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, kind of looks like a router. Let's not let's not you know mince any words. Uh, it looks. I think I think the design is kind of clean. I think it looks nice. I think it's a little bit too big. Number one, I wish it would have. Uh, been a little bit more um, smaller in its design. I really hope that they're using all that space for all them flops that we're going to get um, and everything because I do think that it's pretty big um, and that's just the one that, that is included with the disk drive. The secondary one does not have a disk drive. Um that's a little bit sleeker, but just as tall. It's just not as bulky uh, on on the, on the back. You know, it, it doesn't have all that junk in the trunk, uh, like the uh, like the uh, 
the big boy, I guess the one with the disk drive. So, uh, but yeah, uh, came through, uh, they showed what the system looks like, showed this white, blue, and black kind of uh, design scheme. Um, people saying that it looks like Avengers Tower. It looks like, <laughs> if, you, if you put it sideways, it looks like a duck's lips. I mean, the one thing that I'll say is people, you know, are talking all kinds of mess about it, how it looks and stuff like that. Uh, but that's something you did not do with the Xbox. Like you didn't, I mean, you looked at it and you're like, okay, it's a black box, move it on. So at least the X, at least the PS5, you know, gave something to look at. And even, even one of the design philosophies that they were, that they had, which was mentioned, was they, they knew that a lot of the game systems systems um reside in the living room of 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 houses you know and and they wanted something that would uh be an attention getter people can look at me like oh you know and thought it it looked more forward uh uh future facing so yeah i I guess go ahead no go ahead no No, there was a quote from jim ryan yeah yeah that's Sony talking about it and making those same comments on there yeah he was the one that i got it from forward to 2020 kind of thing you know whether you know this is the future you know it's like you know i know about all that but (laughs) yeah because it looks like 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 kevin was saying it said it looked like some alienware you know kind of thing and i i have to agree with him you know it looks it looks kind of kind of alien and 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 you know all those sloping designs and everything i saw one where uh where someone put some whiskers on it and a nose and a tail (laughs) thought it was a was a was a cat and i was like yeah you know you can do all kinds of things with it so anyway i think it looks good the controllers look look pretty slick although we knew what the controllers were going to look like um for a while i'm not sure about the headset uh or or the other peripherals um but at this point i I really hope that they will allow people to get it you know we get some kind of hands-on reactions uh i don't know how they're going to do that in this you know post-pandemic world but i really hope that some people are able to give uh reviews about the ergonomics of the controllers um an actual kind of like seeing how it fits because people have put up designs about how big it is compared to the disk drives of, of of various other um systems that have been out so i'm just wanting to see what it's going to look like i think the white looks great i i think it is not a departure from what the ps4 those ps4 pros look like with the white the matte white uh with the blue light so i don't think that it's too far of a departure from what their 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 current design design philosophy is but i do think that it is pushing the limits a little bit what are your guys thoughts on 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 how it looks before we talk about the games what are your guys thoughts on that Either one, Joe, Joe, or uh, Kevin. Yeah, what do you guys think? Kev. Kev, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Oh, sorry about that. My my headphones just croaked. Oh lord! <laughs> they just they zip. Said, we are done <laughs> here. They got mad. They, 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 they got, got mad. mad. They're probably made by Microsoft. Yeah, they got mad. Aaron Greenberg issued or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> The the thing that speaking about and, and the last portion of uh, of your of you guys' commentary I did not get because I was in the process of switching oh. headphones, but uh, I'll comment on what I heard. It was just the design. Like, what do you think yeah, about the, the way design, it looks? I mean, I've said this before. I don't really care what a what a console looks like necessarily. I mean, it, yeah, it. it 
I guess it has it, it, it's okay to 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 be able to comment on on how it looks, but I I, I just worry about the games it's going to play. But from the from the aesthetic that that Sony decided to go with this, I dig it. You know, it looks like it looks like it looks like uh, you know Netgear and Alienware did a did a did a project together. You know, had a baby. That, that's basically what it. Yeah, just does. That's basically what it looks like to me. Um, one thing that I think, uh, for the reason for the length of the console could be, and I, and I think, um, uh, uh, Mark Cerny did like a brief, uh, uh, allusion to it in his talk. I think it's, it's, it has to do with Sony's, uh, cooling methodology that they put in this console, uh, he, I mean, that's that's supposed to be revealed at a at an upcoming teardown of the console. So, uh, I think one reason for its length could be due to the cooling the cooling methodology that they've that they've included in this. So, uh, I know my PS4 Pro kind of sounds like a jet engine sometimes. So, uh, that I'm sure that's an issue that they're that they definitely wanted to address uh, when this when this console was being designed. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think it looks I look I think it looks perfectly fine. Um, I'm not even necessarily all that, you know, uh, feel all that bad about the Series X design, but I think people try to. I mean, it looks like a refrigerator, you know, and a refrigerator. <laughs> does what it what it's supposed to do it holds a lot of stuff so the series x uh is holding a lot of components but you know i i will say i will say this if you look at them both side by side one looks like it was put together on pc part picker the other one looks like it was actually someone sat down and designed it and i think that's where the the similarities in. Now you can not like it, and sure, I, some people are looking at it and say I don't like the look of it, but you can't sit them next to each other and say uh, and and look at the amount of effort that went into the aesthetic design of it and and put them on the same level. That that that's that much is obvious. So, you know, six, six in one hand, half a dozen of the other as far as aesthetics go. Cool. And Joe, what are your thoughts about it? Uh, the look of the console, I, you know, at first it's like, oh, wow, it's white. And then the look of it, I mean, I could see both sides of the fence. I could see people saying it's ugly and thinking why it's ugly. But at the same time, it's unique. It's something that I will get used to seeing in my uh, entertainment center. I have no problem with the white and black color scheme. It kind of looks like a reverse ice cream sandwich in a way. I love the blue accents on the controller itself. Uh, one thing that I wasn't aware and one thing I kind of glossed over, but uh, uh, someone made a point uh, looking at the console very up close is that if you look on the actual console and on the on the DualSense controller itself, uh, if you look very specifically, it looks like it has some like little ridges in there, but if you focus on it, it actually has all these little um, XO square and triangle symbols all throughout the console as far as embedded into the actual plastic. 
on there. And if you look at the pictures of the camera and the controller, um, you could see all the little finite details that they added as far as adding all the PlayStation symbols all throughout both the headset, the controller, the camera, and also on the console itself on there. So that it does have texture on there. And so it's a very, very uh, focused in their design as far as what they wanted to do with it and how they implemented it. And obviously, I mean, it's not just the look on, like Kev was saying, it's not look on the outside of the console itself. It's how all the components inside actually fit and uh, getting the proper cooling and everything. So hopefully if, if they've taken this much detail regarding you know designing the outside and the aesthetics of the console hopefully the inside of the console is also taken uh uh care of as well on there and i have no problem with the look of either console i don't want to throw shade i'm not you know no sony pony i'm no xbot over here i'm just you know i, I as long as it plays the games i want to play i did look at the box you know it's not it's not like it's hideous it's not like it's uh you know a, a brown piece of dookie or something it really it it, it it establishes its own identity on there to me and the same thing the xbox series x the same thing i mean if you look at it i mean a lot of people say it looks like a refrigerator it looks like a generic black box but there is some flair with it mind you so it's just it just depends beauty is in the eye of the beholder on there Alrighty, so what would you do for a PS5? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah. So again, uh, people are going to have different varying opinions on how it looks and what it's gonna, you know, and why it looks the way it, way it does. You know, for me personally, I like it. I think it does look it does look like the 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 matte white or the white coloring will go with pretty much anything in your room um and it stands out you know and that's the weird thing about the just the compare and contrast the with the with the with the um xbox is yes i think they took the name very seriously xbox it is a box uh but it's black and so it fades into the background like you don't like do they want that to happen so it just speaks about the i don't know it it, it, it just speaks about the design philosophy you know you have like a, a big black box you know that can fade into the background can be you know very uh, unassuming and whatnot maybe that's what they're they were going for an unassuming box but it has a lot of power that it gets out you know uh, or something like that, you know, but then there's PS4 and it looks all flashy, but, but does it, you know, does it have the same amount, you know, of stuff, you know, so, so there's all these very different design philosophies and we can talk about that more and more, you know, a whole episode just about design philosophy of these two companies, but uh, Kevin earlier said something that's very, very important and that we must not forget, uh, even though um, they chose a bold design uh, philosophy what are the games going to be like? Because again, no matter how beautiful a console looks, it's the games that sell it. So let's talk about the games that that were announced. Uh, first one, and we can, I'm kind of I'm going to kind of bullet bullet through these, and then some of these I'm definitely going to ask a couple of questions to see how you guys are thinking about them because I know from this list which ones you guys are really interested in. So the first one, uh, GTA Five Enhanced. For me, I'm sorry when I see Enhanced it or, or Remastered or Remake uh, or Remaster. Usually Enhanced or Remastered. It's for me sometimes that can be kind of a I don't know. You know, I've played GTA Five. Do I need to play it again on the on the PS Five? I don't think so. What are your guys' thoughts about that? 
I thought the announcement at the beginning of the show was kind of awkward because there was like a PS4 greatest hits showing you know, Sizzle Reel, of course. And then uh, they had the link, I would say, a good minute trailer of GTA 5 running on PS- PS4. And then, then from there, obviously, we want. I actually, when I was watching the stream while I was trying to work, I was like, did I get the right stream? I actually turned it off and turned it back on to make sure I actually queued up the, the right stream on there. And I could, yeah, I just, I don't know where they could have threw that into the mix. I almost wish that they would have, like, if they done it like uh, previous uh, E3 showings past, that they would have a pre-show. This would be like a pre-show announcement. <laughs> As far as GTA 5, because what they announced is that I guess GTA 5 online players get like a million dollars in GTA cash uh, starting, I think, next month on there. And I think there's a a limited time where GTA 5 online is going to be released for the PS5 on there exclusively on the PS5 for a period of time on there before. And it's going to be a a separate download where before you'd have to buy GTA 5 proper to be able to play GTA, GTA 5 online. And so that's the whole purpose of the announcement that they wanted to celebrate that exclusivity of some sort. And I just thought it was oddly placed on there. So, Mm. what are your thoughts kev um i play gta 5 uh i tried to dabble a little bit in the online i know it changed and this is back when it when it, it first i won't say when it first launched uh when it came to uh uh ps when it came to ps4 i think i have it in my steam queue uh on pc so it's like i i i mean i guess yeah okay great i can go back to grand theft auto 5 it's story-wise is not my favorite gta so i really don't have a, a reason to go back and buy this game i know the online has changed a lot since it first launched and it's making rockstar a crap ton of money so i in a way i can understand why it why this even may have led um, and it has to go back to something that Herman Hulse was was talking about. Uh, he said that the uh, the partnership or the, the relate the business relationship between uh, uh, PlayStation consoles and Rockstar uh, had been it, it, consistent since the PS2, which was you know when Grand Theft Auto 3 launched. And I think it is maybe a hint to other things that uh, PlayStation and Rockstar may have in the works for future projects, uh, seeing as regarding, I don't know whether it has to do with limited uh, exclusivity or exclusive content for their, for multi-plat games. It could be a number of different things, but, you know, uh, business relationship goes deep all the way back to the ps2 the pockets go deep because you know a lot of money is being exchanged so this could be a foretelling of some interesting things coming down the road between uh, rockstar and playstation so i think that might be why they kicked things off with one of the biggest uh publishers slash developers you know in the world right now so uh, but yeah, if you're looking at it just for from the standpoint of new game announcements for new hardware, it it was odd to to place it right, right at the beginning where they did right at the beginning. Yeah, it's like why anyway. So next game, which I'm excited about, and y'all y'all gonna make me reach in my pocket. 
I'm pissed about it, but uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Uh, yes, I was not expecting to see anything this soon. I thought Spider-Man, the first game, was amazing. I'm most likely going to go back and play the uh, DLCs. I haven't played it yet. Um, just to get me, get me in the mood to get back into it. Yes, I love that it is about Miles Morales. Looks like it's most likely going to take place. Uh, they're blending... Because it's... Because... Um, it's funny because people were asking, like, you know, is it the Ultimate Universe if you know comics, or is it the Six One Six? It looks like uh, that whole Spider-Man uh, PS uh, or the PlayStation Spider-Man game takes place in its own uh, world, its own universe that they referenced in the in the comic books. If you read the comic books, anyway. So, so that that is its own thing. So it'll take inspirations from the the whole history of Spider-Man uh, from the 616 and the Ultimate Universe. So I'm excited to see how they're going to do it. Like, I want to see if he's going to have his stealth camouflage, if he's going to have his 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 uh, Venom sting, his Venom blasts. I want to know what's going to happen. So I I'm annoyed, but I might have to reach into my pocket. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about the Spider-Man game? I'm very interested. I thoroughly enjoyed the Spider-Man PS4, um, and I th- and I'm and you know it, it's I'm not I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised because this is a this is a standalone game. In my opinion, it's probably the same vein as what they did with Uncharted with the. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember the two gals, uh, Chloe and uh, Nadine's Chloe and Nadine's adventure. That was a standalone, and then what you have, what they did with Last of Us. Uh, there was a standalone game uh, with with that as well. So, or like Infamous uh, First Light. Uh, infamous First Light, yeah. So th- it, this is not this is not uh, something that that's unprecedented in. PlayStation's first party lineup. They've done it. They've done it several times. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm digging it. I'm. It's going to be interesting to see because I, I I gosh I haven't read a comic. I actually sat down and read a comic book in almost 20 years. So it's going to be. And I I get. I understand that Miles has different abilities or powers than uh, Peter Park than this Peter Parker Spider Man. So it's going to be interesting how they play into those differences. And apply those into the gameplay loop. So I, that I'm really looking forward to that because there was a there was a surprising amount of combat variable vari, variability in in the Spider-Man game that I honestly wasn't expecting. With regard to you know changing the suits, suits have different powers. You can even move dip power if you like a power from one suit. You can move that perk over to another suit that you may prefer aesthetically. So I was really that was really interesting. So it's going to be pretty cool to see what they do uh, with not only Miles' different move set, but also how his different powers can can could come into play with different costumes that he may have access to uh, i'm definitely looking forward to that it's going to be a day one get yeah for Joe? me yes spider-man's kind of in my backlog right now i have only like dabbled in it so i mean i'm looking forward to checking to see what insomniac does with this title 
I found it kind of funny because of the mixed messaging. Uh, one Sony exec from UK came out and said it was an expansion, and the, like the whole internet exploded. This was like this big shit show on Twitter for at least a couple hours before Insomniac proper and Sony came out to say it is a separate game, kind of like Uncharted Lost Legacy or Infamous First Light, like we talked about on there. And it's still, it's funny that the perception still remained with others that weren't, you know, paying as close attention to it on there. And they were throwing shade, well, how come they don't have like smart delivery like Xbox? And, you know, <laughs> if, if this is just a remaster, they're going to make me pay, pay another $60 for a remaster with added content. And so and all this stuff being kind of added to it. And I'm looking for it because you know i think with the ps5 technology with the uh, haptic feedback with the ssd that it will probably really um make the gameplay of spider-man just that much better on there and you could kind of see from the other game insomniac showed at the conference as far as how they're utilizing the ssd capability of the ps5 so mm -hmm. very true very true well all right so we have uh, three probably day one gets for uh, Spider-Man. So again, I want to see some more gameplay, but if it looks good, I'll be reaching in my pocket. Damn it, Sony, taking my money. Holiday so, 2022, it's coming out pretty soon. So I hate you, Joe. Anyway, <laughs> so the next game, uh, could it be? Could it be a Forza killer? Uh, Gran Turismo 7. Now, I am not a racing person, so I will default this to uh, to Kev because I know you like racing games. You know, I like so, arcade racing games. Well, I don't yeah, like, I like sim, arcade racing But I, I, I played the first two. I 100%ed the first two uh, GTs. So I, I guess I have some 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 degree of 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 understanding of this. So, but so what are your thoughts? You know, do you think it? I mean, given what we saw, like, is it something uh, that you might you might 100%? Oh, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Oh. I haven't touched. I haven't touched Gran Turismo since, like I said, since I hundred percented uh, the second one. Oh, oh damn, that's like one. yeah, five games. <laughs> yeah. So okay, uh, I I was done. But what from what I what I saw visually, the I mean, there was a lot of detail uh, in the gameplay section of the of, of that of that demo. I mean, you saw the stitching on the freaking driver's gloves. The stitching on on I mean on the steering wheel, the carbon fiber stitching on the um, on the paddle shifter that uh, that he was hitting to shift gears. I mean, this is this is some this is some some next level stuff. Um, just just visually, and um, I know there's this big force of motorsport versus Gran Turismo. I haven't been because I'm not into sim, so I haven't been following the 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 pros and cons. But uh, I, I'll say this: Gran Turismo is actually teaching people how to drive real race cars. Forza Motorsport isn't. I mean, it, it if if the you know those who play. Those who play those games uh, seriously would obviously have them uh, currently, rather seriously and currently, would have a greater understanding of that. Um, you know, a lot of these people invest a lot of additional money. You know, with a with a good force feedback steering wheel and pedals, um, 
having complete setups dedicated to nothing but uh, Gran Turismo uh, and, and or Forza Motorsport, you know, multiple screen displays. So I think those are the people that you would want to default to for the real, <laughs> for the real motorsport versus Gran Turismo, but, you know, the, what, I forget what that racing MIAA or IA, something like that is actually teaching up and coming drivers how to actually drive race cars using uh, Gran Turismo. And I would think that there is a, there must be a reason behind that besides money because Microsoft can throw a whole lot of money at, at, at a league or an organization if they were going to uh, to want to, if they were interested in having them take their game to that level. But for whatever reason, they chose Gran Turismo. And I think it's quite possibly it's because it is a true racing simulator. I mean, I've listened to people who play racing sims uh go on about Gran Turismo and the amount of detail that goes into the cars what you can adjust i mean it's 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 crazy and you know there is no rewind button you know like there is in Forza Motorsport <laughs> you know there there it, it's Forza Mo- Forza Motorsport has a touch of arcadiness that I don't think belongs in a true sim racer. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be able to to retake a turn in a sim. You know, it is what it is. You took the turn wrong, you you got you should have to live with the consequences. That's what Horizon is for. You know, to to, to rewind and, you know, drive through walls and do these, you know, Dukes of Hazard level jumps. That's what that's what the Horizon uh version of 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 uh, forza is supposed to do um just my opinion am i getting the game no but i do appreciate the level of detail that seems to have gone into it just from just from the game the gameplay that they showed but but no i won't be buying it joe what do you think uh just like you said i mean pretty much you spoke more than enough for me it's it's a sim racer not going to buy it, not going to play it. Uh, I appreciate it for what it is on the outside on there. Um, you know, as far as any, you know, as far as back and forth between which sim is better between Forza Motorsport and Gran Turismo, I don't have a pony in that race, so I don't want to comment on there. But, um, you know, opinions are opinions. You know, I was recently on a recent episode of uh, GH. Radio, which is another show I'm on. God, God forbid I mentioned the other show I'm a part of that used to you used to be a part of, Kev. But uh, you know, it's just I would want to get an opinion from someone that actually enjoys sim racers to see what they like about it. And one thing about the Gran Turismo Sport that was kind of derided uh, about the game at the launch was that it just was online and no other single player content, but. Uh, Polyphony pretty much throughout the years since that game launched has been putting a whole breadth of different content for the game and kind of grew the game uh, kind of organically on there. So And so I'm grateful that uh, they get a numbered uh, version of the game and be able to, because the, the last numbered Gran Turismo came out on the PS3. 
<laughs> they totally skipped PS uh, numbered versions for the game for PS4. I think they meant to release a PS4 version of Grand Tours, a numbered version, but uh, you know they just decided to reiterate on Sport instead. So, yeah, I think that's something else too that uh, a lot of people uh, don't or, or overlook or choose not to acknowledge is that Sport is not a true Gran Turismo sequel. Yeah. It, was, it is its own thing. It was an online game that was initially brought out to be an online portion to wait for the launch of Gran Turismo 7. And they eventually just decided to reiterate on it versus, uh, work, you know, maybe plan on a, a numbered sequel for the PS5. So, yeah. You know, I, you know, opinions are opinions, but, you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, you just don't want to sit there and say this one's better than the other, especially if you don't play these games, you know, so that's all I have to say about that. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, all right. So I know that uh, you guys won't be buying um, Gran Turismo 7, but I do know a game that all three of us most likely will buy, and that is Horizon uh, Forbidden West. <clears throat> so that first game, fantastic. We've talked about it at length on this show. I think Kevin 100%ed it. Um, gonna probably... I didn't 100%. Oh, I thought you did. I, I think... oh. No, I didn't. Um, oh, I thought you did. I thought I... you were like down. You're like, let's do this. No, I still need to go back and do the Frozen Wilds DLC, which I which I plan to do. But it it was absolutely fantastic. Well, there you go. So so I I think this is a no brainer. We're both gonna buy Horizon, uh, Forbidden West when when it is released. Uh, it is a console exclusive. It will be, uh, fantastic. I mean, it looks great. Um, then we're gonna see what the rest of this you know, future, future, you know, uh, world looks like. And I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, anybody have anything to add? I'm hoping that they add some sort of uh, online component to it at some point. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on just doing just like with the first game. They have just a, you know, a story-based game through and through. Um, I think it would be kind of cool if, if this version or possibly a future version can kind of grow the game from a single-player game into maybe more of a four-player, you know, Monster Hunter-style type of uh uh, horizon on there and i don't know if that's in the cards this time around but this is just something you know i think would be kind of a cool thing to do so well it might be cool but i don't think it's i don't think it's necessary for this franchise um i know that people want to do um you know want to play with their friends and they want to hang out and stuff like that uh but one thing that that one of the um YouTubers that I that I watch uh, a lot said that I thought was very kind of funny was one thing that I noticed about a lot of the games that were posted was uh, a lot of single player experiences, you know. Um, and I know when Sony when when, uh, when the PS4 came out, it was all about like you know play with your friends, play anywhere, play you know get together, play, 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 play together. Yay! It seemed like this one they were really pushing uh, single player games, uh, really pushing these single player experiences, and really pushing how you can uh, this uh, this word uh, how you can immerse yourself you know into the game. So I don't think that uh, that's just my opinion. I just don't think a multiplayer is necessary for Horizon uh, West because then they would have to add a whole bunch of stuff that might that might not be um, 
good for the game. So yeah, maybe so, if not with this version of the game with a separate uh, multiplayer release title or something like that, and maybe a smaller priced one further down the road, possibly. So okay. So do you have anything to add to that, Kevin? I know you love the game, and you're definitely going to be a day one. But I wasn't sure if you had anything else you wanted to add to it. Yeah, um, multiplayer or whether it's co-op or versus is so iffy and tricky particularly when you've already established a legacy of single player and it if you know as you listen to Aloy's narrative uh in this for for, for the sequel she's saying that oh she only she can 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 stop whatever's coming so I want them to focus exclusively on that aspect. You know, the one thing that I I, I absolutely loved about uh, Aloy's adventures in the first game was that it was apparent early on that it was going to be you versus the world. I mean, you had allies, you know, generically speaking throughout as you as you traverse the landscape, but. 99.9% of it, it was you against the world. And I love that about that game. And if the stakes are even higher based off what this uh, gameplay trailer was uh, was showcasing, that feeling of, you know, I got to get I got to get out there and I got to do something and I got to it's going to take a long while. It's going to be real hard, but I'm the only one who can do this. Uh that feeling of taking, of trying to wretch, ratchet control from an unwinnable situation that they laid the groundwork for in the first game, uh, I'm really looking forward to experiencing that in the sequel. So, would co-op be cool in that world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sure there would be ways in which they could um, manipulate the gameplay. Uh, and you'll know, keep the single players completely separate and single player focused. But I think when you start doing that, there's always going to be that concern. Oh, are they are they pulling? Are they taking away content that could have been applied to my single player adventure uh, in lieu of pushing out uh, some type of multiplayer component? And so I, I don't know how you maybe it could be something that could be released uh, preferably for free uh, at a later date, uh, allowing, you know, maybe you could, you know, something with the different tribes of people that live in the world and, you know, hunting expeditions, like you were saying, Des, maybe something something along the lines of a monster hunter type uh, co-opting and taking down some of these uh, some of these machines, but uh, for the most part, I just need them to focus on that story, focus on that gameplay loop, focus on building that feeling of uh, re- of pulling pulling the world out of the jaws of despair. For, for you know, at the risk of sounding overly dramatic, that that they did such a good good job of laying the groundwork for in the first game so that would that would be my thoughts on it so i can't take the uh the credit for the monster hunter stuff uh that would be that would be joe but i mean just to reiterate i i have to agree with with kev it's 
it should be her story. And then if they were to do, and I think this is what Joe was alluding to too, doing like a secondary game where you could, you know, create, you know, if there was something that happened in the in the larger story in which everyone had the ability to do the, what Aloy did or she freed people or something happened and then and then the tribes were able to you could create a tribe or do something. I mean there's there's a multitude of different things you could do with the game. But right now I think I think keeping it single player, focusing on that narrative is is really strong and I really hope that they do it for a while. So the next game that we wanted to talk about which is a game that I'm definitely not going to get, but uh, people were very, I guess, people were very shocked by it, and that was uh, Resident uh, Resident Eight, Resident Evil Eight Village, I guess, because <laughs> people were like, "What is this game? What does it look like? Oh my god!" And then because it's a village, and then and then the it kind of like flashed, and then you saw eight because it was kind of like how they did it with seven. So so people immediately knew what it was after that, and I guess it takes place. It's like a still. It's just like seven. It's a first person kind of action, not action. It's like a first person horror survival game, you know. So it kind of. It, it, I don't want to say it's like a rehash because now instead of a house in a little area or a homestead, you're in a whole village. So I think that's just. I think they're just expanding on that, you know. And and some <laughs> excuse me, another one of the people that I that I watch was talking about this and it seems like uh this resident evil 7 and 8 seemed like there were another game and they thought capcom was like hey you know resident evil's been changed for a while why don't we try it it hasn't changed in a while why don't we do it this way and they're like sure and so it was a totally different game they just threw the resident evil on it i thought that was kind of funny but but well, either of you gonna get it or or how is this looking for you? Like I'm not gonna get it. I'm not a fan of survival horror games, but what are your guys' thoughts? I think it's more of an action game versus a total straight horror game and it kind of have some you know character designs and also the setting going back to almost like a Resident Evil 4 type of setting, which is like probably one of the best or the best game in the series before it kind of went the the shit with the re5 and six on there obviously six was so bad that seven had to be something different because they tried to be like totally like almost like an action horror flick versus uh, some sort of uh, you know survival horror like the first three games were on that so and so I'm, I'm interested in the game i still need to play resident evil 7 i haven't even dabbled in it and i want to try it in vr actually so so that's my take on it. I mean, it's cool that they announced it for fans of the series. I think uh, it's something uh, that, you know, they will be looking forward to. I'm not sure if it's day one for me on there. I think I want to try to catch up with the games I haven't played on PS4 and other consoles first. Uh, what about you, Kev? Um, I like it. RE7 was a game that I always intended to get around to playing but never did. Um, I've watched... I've watched it a lot of it being played uh, over at uh, my homie Damon's and watching him go through the game. The I guess the only thing that that was I was kind of eh on on seven was uh, I mean you're, the protagonist is not a soldier so he's not trained so getting accurate shots on enemies is is a little bit more difficult realistically so. 
uh, of what you would expect from a layman as opposed to an, you know, a, a seasoned soldier or police officer or something like that. Uh, so it's a little bit, I found the aiming to be a little bit, eh, and that kind of took me out of the game, but the, the overall experience of it, I mean, you know, in seven, there's a part where the, you're trying to run away from this dude and, and, and bro man is just literally walking through walls like the Hulk, you know? You, you think you're getting away from the dude. Nah, you ain't getting away from me. <laughs> it's just like if they can if they can uh, replicate that sense of fear as you're and I was just watching uh, my friend Damon play that that particular section. Uh, if they can replicate that sense of uh, oh damn, I'm in I'm I'm in danger like they did in seven with a more action focused uh, eight. Kind of pull like you were saying, Joe. I got a lot of Resident Evil Four vibes from 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 that eight trailer as well. So then, yeah, I definitely want. I'll definitely play it. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back and play seven because you have to kind of do a little bit more um, uh, item management than I did. I typically prefer in in my games. So I don't know if I'll go back and play it. I think I think I might have eight uh, in on my Steam account too. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I I mean a, a seven, sorry, in my Steam account. But eight is definitely de- I'm definitely going to be taking taking a hard look at that. Day one, I'm I'm kind of sort of there. I I'm kind of sort of th- agreeing with that. It'll probably be a day one, uh, but uh, I'm, I'll say I'm I'm about 90% there. All righty. Well, the game that is... I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe. And Aaron Greenberg wanted to remind everyone that it will be on Xbox Series X as well. So, Thank you. Thank you, (laughs) um, Aaron Greenberg's assistant. Thank you for that. Yes. Just want to make sure. So just not to leave out all you Xbox people. Thank you. Uh, A a day one uh, game for me is definitely going to be Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Now that game looked amazing as someone who has played every ratchet and clank game and beat uh the original games uh, i beat them all you know i i beat them all um i am just i love ratchet and clank it is out of all when i I like to call it uh like the ps2 ps3 kind of mascot wars you know where we had jack daxter we had you know uh ratchet and clank it was always such and such and so and so you know doing stuff going out being bad boys yeah you know so i put my my um I hitched my wagon to Ratchet and Clank because that was the one that just really kind of spoke to me and the ones that I played. Like, I didn't really play any of the other ones, so I can't really uh, speak to them. But Ratchet and Clank, fantastic. And the fact that it's a whole new game, you know, built from the ground up, really showing the power of the... uh, the uh, PS5, I, I, I thought it looked great having to jump from, you know, dimension to dimension, pulling yourself through and having every all those particle effects, everything running around. The rendering looked good. I, I and again, I'm not a graphics person. I don't I don't really like 
you know, super the greatest graphics, you know, don't really like it don't impress me none, but that game looked great and I just cannot wait to play it and experience it and see it. There's a female version of Ratchet, I guess, who's like pinkish white. I I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. What about you guys? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I've been, I haven't played. I don't think I've played all of the Ratchet and Clanks, but I played most of them and finished most of them on prior consoles. So I'm definitely going to be here uh, for 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 this game day one. Absolutely. Um, I think what we the I think the one thing that we were able to see is that first utilization of what Cerny was talking about, not just the SSD. But how all the surrounding components of this P- PS5 is going to be running and working in tandem to remove those those bottlenecks. Now, it, it, I'm sure if you look close enough, you'll see where they hid "quote unquote" loading loading screens in. You know, maybe when he's falling through those great for those great lengths, maybe some some worlds are being loaded in that way, but. What really impressed me is the number of active of active objects that were on the screen at the same time. Like, I mean, you had the people, you know, as he's running into that 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 space mall or wherever he was, and he's blasting all these these aliens that are causing a ruckus. You have the surrounding, you know, uninvolved parties just trying to get out of the way of danger. You've got these dimensional rifts with some kind of space cracking, grabbing fools and yanking them out. And you just have all this stuff going on, uh, smacking things around and all those particle effects generating all those those gears to, to, to pick up for your currency. And all this stuff is going on all at the same time, like seamlessly. And I, it was it was definitely the in my opinion the gameplay showcase of the presentation. Um, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to this game for sure. Now about you, Joe? Uh, look great. I mean the fidelity of the game, the back and forth, the utilization of you know warping between the different dimensions on there um just everything kev said basically i'm gonna be buying this day one on there as just another kind of uh, a proof of concept uh, insomniac uh, working with the technology given on there they've always been a great team um to kind of work within the con- confines of the platform that they're given on there i know that the first ps3 ratchet and clank ran at 60 frames a second with all sorts of effects and so on and so forth so i mean i know that uh they will bring in a good game uh for this so uh, you know it looks like it is going to be a tentpole ratchet and clank game not like all for one or whatever that was on ps3 on there so um i'm very impressed by it and yet again i mean another first party uh tentpole release so 
Yes, I'm down. So uh, one thing that I'm probably going to hold off on because uh, this was kind of uh, this was a genre creating game, and that is the remake. And I'm going to say remake from the ground up, not a remaster of uh, Demon's Soul that was announced as well. Um, I remember playing that game and being frustrated as hell with it. That game was hard as nails, and but it was the it was one of those games. Like every so often, you get a game that is released and then it just helps launch a thousand clones and this was it um so um i'm not going to pick it up i'll probably end up playing it at joe's house if i do the graphics look great on it but um it is like that og kind of you know this is this is the game that started it all and i'm just like like i look at it and i'm just like i get like bad memories of just like dying constantly so and and, and i know some of y'all out there love that just love that that's tough as nails type of games but what about you guys are you guys down for it it's day one for you i'm grateful they're making it i'm not sure if i'm gonna be down day one i need to go back and i'm kind of reiterating what i've said earlier but that's like you know i need to dabble more in the dark souls trilogy i have here need to dabble more and play more bloodborne i think and one thing i'm going to look towards the next generation is to maybe lean off purchasing stuff i want to buy stuff to play it versus buy it to put it on my shelf on there so we'll see if that actually is implemented properly but uh, a lot of people consider demon souls to be the best in the series or the, the souls game that they like the best and so i'm grateful they're making a uh, remaster i think blue point does great work so i am eagerly looking forward to seeing how that kind of shows up and what people's impressions are of it so yeah um i'm probably not going to get it i'm not a souls fan i like difficult action games i mean i the ninja guidance series the 3d ones are my favorite action series ever and they're super rough but the reason i didn't get into souls was because there was just too much meter management for me because i would always get locked into the actual combat and then my i'd expend my my uh uh what they call it duration stamina meter and my dude all tired and then gets killed so um I'll probably not be jumping onto Demon Souls, but I'm, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how how it looks uh, running on next gen hardware. If they change, is seeing if they tweak some things um, with how with with maybe with the combat, how you do certain things, maybe uh, redoing some of the tells that the enemies do. If they do that, then I might take a second look, but mm, it, it's probably going to be a be a pass for me because because of what I said earlier. But I do appreciate and dig what they're doing because I mean that is the the one that set off an entire genre. You know, there there would be no Bloodborne without Demon Souls. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested to see how it turns out for sure. Uh, although I doubt that I'll be picking it up. Alrighty, so the next two games I want to talk about are or uh, that we want to talk about are, are two games that are being released by Bethesda, and that is Death Loop and Tokyo. Uh, sorry, Ghostwire Tokyo. And before we talk about the games, uh, because they both look very good in their own in their own rights, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo looks like a weird kind of. 
uh, uh, magic and ninjutsu, sort of, because then I say ninjutsu because it's a first-person game, and the person is doing these katas or these symbols with his hands as he is blasting people away. And I don't know if it's a dimensional... There are dimensional people coming in from a tech world or whatever, but half the population is gone, and you have to fight it. thought that was cool. And then Deathloop is you're a... It's another first-person, but you're a guy, and you're, like, stuck in a video game, and you're trying... And you have to try to get out of it or something, and it's a loop it keeps looping and, and you learn as you're going so both games are are look pretty good um i don't know if i'm gonna get either of them that's the, the, I, we could talk about that as well but what i want to talk about is is and this was brought up by uh mr maddie plays is a person who um who i watch on youtube and he brought this up and i thought this was a very interesting kind of thought so both of these games are timed exclusives meaning they will be only on the ps5 for a specific time before it's released more uh you know larger and you know to, to, to the general population on other consoles um and he was talking as he explained it is you know i guess Bethesda was given a, a probably a boatload of money to to for these console exclusives, but the problem is they're both new IPs, and by limiting the amount of people that can that can uh, play the game, you're limiting uh, the, I guess the the um, the visibility and the exposure of the game. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, like is that do you do you think that to be true? Because we were talking, and we talked about timed exclusives before. We talked about, you know, how exclusivity can be the thing that sells a console. And now with people kind of opening borders, you have, you know, Resident, uh, sorry, you have um, Horizon Zero Dawn being ported over to PCs and a a whole bunch of other games from being ported over to PCs. Do you think that this is a good thing for these two new IPs, uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, to be console exclusives like that? Or or do you think it would be much better for them to be released on, you know, Steam, on Epic, on, you know, Xbox? Oh, they are being both released on PC. Well, um, yeah, I heard that, but... Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I, I did need to say that they will be released on PC because PC gets everything, and you guys are like the chosen group. So, <laughs> <laughs> on there, I think both games, Des, um, because they come from established studios. Um, Sony did what they needed to do, um, you know, as far as marketing wise, as far as you know, making sure that they had. Um, at least timed exclusives for the console on there. Obviously, both sides are uh, gating this stuff up, and I don't think it's limiting per se exposure. In fact, it might help to get more attention uh, versus being just a standard plain Jane multi-plat release, in my opinion, on there. So, I mean, if you look at Deathloop and Arcane Studios' pedigree with uh, Dishonored with Prey that, you know, it's more they it come from a more of a story-based type of uh, background on there, and so it's a point that uh, I think by f- focusing on it being timed on one platform actually might be a, a, not a detriment, but a boon to a particular game to get a particular uh, a console, like fans like PlayStation fans interested in the game because Sony you know, pretty much uh, 
thought this was enough of a, a good game to actually pay for the exclusivity to keep it exclusive on their console for a certain amount of time. It's the way I look at it. So, and as far as both of the games, my opinion, Deathloop, it's it's cool. It's like a um, roguelike, a first-person shooter. Arcane has always done good work on there. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the team that did that within Bethesda, but it's coming from Tango Gameworks on there. It's being directed by Shinji Mikami, who, have, who has directed such games as Resident Evil 4 and uh, Kevin's favorite game of the uh, century, God Hand. This is his game on here, and so he previously worked on Evil Within and Evil Within 2, and I'm just really interested because he's out of doing a horror game he's doing more of an action uh, game with some spooky elements if need be and so both games kind of got my attention a little bit more because of the fact that sony has decided to you know break out the wall at least a little bit and kind of coordinate with bethesda on these two so mm-hmm. um to, as to your question i got two words for you destiny 2 um even though Destiny 2 released on other platforms or on the Xbox day and date, I'm talking about the base game, Sony got so much exclusive content during the course of that game, it was pretty much associated as, as almost like a default exclusive. Like... If you wanted to, if you wanted to play or get get a certain weapon or get a, get a, get certain missions or get certain levels or whatever it was through in the course of that game, your the the best version to get was the PlayStation one because they had attached themselves through marketing through. Uh, uh, limit. Uh, I mean, a uh, uh, timed exclusives which you know went as as high as a year uh that's it and by default it was always associated as a playstation game um with the global the global brand that playstation has in gaming uh i think that's i think it's it's a smart thing to do if there was like like joe was saying if there was something about these two games uh that spoke to whoever was is in charge of making those decisions hey we've got to we should lock this down for a period of time it it builds uh value into the product that you're trying to sell and it also makes makes you know build some builds up some hype for that game that's being that's getting ready to drop so i see it as sony attempting to build uh again a, a marketing strategy that says PlayStation is the default place for gaming. And this is what Microsoft used to do in the 360 era. I think this is what Microsoft should start doing with the as we approach the, as we go into this next generation. Uh, I like it. I, I want to see companies compete for my money by building value into the platforms that they're asking me to spend money on. So um, I think that these that uh, are uh, that this studio, what is it like Bethesda is going to get 
is it they're going to see some benefit from this definitely sony is going to see some benefit from this uh, the consumer is going to have the opportunity to get some interesting new ips although i will say this for ghostwire oh that that just that game just looks like it just should be in vr right it, right the way it the way yeah. it, i mean it's like i saw yeah. a lot of corridors i saw a lot of i i didn't see a whole lot of you know free free moving around i mean i'm sure that's what he was doing but you know going down these long corridors i i got kind of like a super hot vibe to it um it looks like that game was just made for vr so uh, I would definitely like to, even though I'm not going to be using VR because I can't because I got my my eye my eyeballs are so funky. Uh, it that game is just screaming for VR app for VR application. So um, I I will definitely check probably check it out. Uh, the, just uh, just uh, Ghostwire itself. Now the other one, Deathloop. I'm not quite I'm not quite sure about that. Um, I don't know if I want to keep running through the same the same world or the same levels. You know, kind of what do they call that roguelike in it? Rogue rogue lighting. Yeah, rogue light. Yeah, I don't know if I want to keep doing that. So I'll 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 have to I'll have to wait and see. So that's going to be a that's going to be a, a wait and see. The story seems to be interesting. Two assassins on some kind of island or something, and you know, one trying to kill each other. And there there could be an interesting story behind that. But you know, two black main characters, which is also very surprising. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would definitely be cheering, for, cheering, cheering for it on the sidelines, but I'm just going to have to to learn more about it. Yeah. Uh, another game that that was shown and that we knew a little bit more about uh, one of the first games to be previewed on the PS5, and that was Godfall. So I don't know about this game. It seems like it's a hodgepodge of a whole bunch of different games that they kind of got together, had some weird orgy, and this is the baby that kind of popped out of all. All of them like seriously it has a little bit of monster hunter it has a little bit of um uh what is it monster hunter it has a little bit of kind of dark soulsy the combat um uh yeah so it, it looks like a whole bunch of different games uh with a lot of like uh um gold and 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 metallic surfaces so I'm not sure where my enthusiasm is for this game or not. I don't know. I really feel that like I need to see some more gameplay about it. Um, is it checking the boxes? Kinda. You know, it's a looter melee game. You know, a lot of running around with your friends, killing people. Um, sorry, that's another thing. It adds a little bit of um, For Honor a little bit. So I don't know. Like, I really don't know about this game. It looks gorgeous. Um, the glows. I, I want to see what the weapons look like. I, I just need to know more about the game to see if this is something that I want to spend my money on. I don't know. What? What? Do, Kevin, what is your thought about about Godfall? I really liked it. Um, Godfall is definitely that's definitely a Kevin game. Yeah, I noticed uh, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you give me combos. You give me a uh, uh, fast action uh you give me parries you give me skill-based combat 
with uh, various weapons. I'm I'm there day one, and then they have this uh, this loot, this this loot thing kind of in the background. You know, yep. get your your high tier armor and your high tier weaponry. Uh, yeah, I, I'm there day one. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it looks good. You know, the 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 people look imposing. Like they look, they look strong, and it looks it looks like they're you know that they can. Ha- I mean, I don't know. The game just looks good. I don't know. The combat looked impactful. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that is. I mean, when beat 'em ups do it right, they get it. They really get it right. And it looks like like Godfall is getting that right. You know, like you see the the couple of scenes where this dude's got some type of giant hammer and he's just bringing this hammer down on a group of enemies and they're just flying back and you see all these particle effects and it, it, it looks like it looks like you know they got hit by a freight train you know and I like that I like to I like my actions and my beat-em-ups to have an impact you know, I want I want whatever I'm hitting to look like it's getting hit, you know. Yeah. Likewise, when I'm getting hit, I want to. Oh, man, I really took a beating right there. I, I like that. So um, I Godfall is a day one. I'll right. be standing. I'll be standing in, I'll be sitting in front of Best Buy when that game comes out. <laughs> All right, Kev, what about you? Sorry, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it looks cool. I mean, it hits all the checks, all the boxes off on there. I just, for me, uh, I'm hoping that it is as good as it's hyped up to be. Obviously, it was the first PS5 game shown. It was shown at the Game Awards on there. It's a new team. It's a team that comes from a pedigree of people like uh, um, being at the Blizzard. I know the like the main head of the studio that's. Uh, creating the game um, basically was uh, working on Diablo 3 at Blizzard on there and decided to go off and do his own jam. But uh, I'm just hoping it comes off well. You know, you're dealing with a, a console launch game as the the development group's first uh, project on there. They have a, a hard release date that they have to adhere to. And so I'm just hoping everything kind of that they've kind of works everything through on this because you know you see sometimes with launch games you know you're not seeing the sometimes the best of the best you know you're getting games out and so we'll we'll have to see on there i know you guys are both going to probably buy it day one i'll probably uh, buy it as well just because of the fact it's multiplayer just because as i you know you know how much i love loot on there oh my god yes (laughs) so so this is definitely checking off boxes for me. So we'll see if Counterplay Games can actually you know, come up to uh, come up the bat and see if they knock it out or whether they hit a double or triple. We'll see as far as uh, how everything is implemented from there. So yeah. So I'm I like again. I'm probably gonna buy it. If I don't buy it day one, I'll play it at Joe's house and then get first impressions and then maybe buy it after that so uh next game is a uh, hitman 3 have any of you played the new hitman uh franchise i i have not like i i think i have it somewhere um but i, I don't know something about hitman i mean it looks good all I mean, the 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 trailers make it look 
amazing. Like the gameplay footage makes it look really kind of cool. But I don't know something about Hitman. I never really could get into. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it was about. But how about either of you or either of you really? Because like this is a. This is a. I. I don't want to say underdog story, but this is one of those games that kind of like. It came back, you know. It 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 found it kind of found its way, and it's and it's it's back, you know. What are your guys' thoughts of that? Are you gonna pick it up? Are you gonna wait? Are you gonna wait for games with gold or something, or or uh, <laughs> or uh, or you know, PS, yeah, the the free game from the month for PS PSN. <laughs> wait till it comes to Game Pass. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no, I I am not a stealth guy whatsoever. I tried getting into Hitman early on. I think it was on the ps3 one of the ps3 games i don't even remember which one it was there's a lot of trial and error there's a lot of different ways you can go about completing a hit and the whole time i would just get so frustrated i just i just go in with the silence baller and just just start shooting everybody <laughs> uh i the hitman gameplay is just not for me um and I get it. It's it's got it's got a lot of fans, and I think the the story behind how it was almost sold off, I think, by IO or or IO almost lost control of it. I can't remember if they got it back from another company. Yeah, they or did. Bought they, it back from another company. They got and, it back from Square Enix, basically. Yeah, and it's basically the the, the I guess this last Hitman game, basically, the sales saved that company from bankruptcy. So it's a great it's a great uh, return story, you know, from a business standpoint. You know, these guys trying to strike out on their own. Uh, Square Enix doing them a solid by letting them take their or allowing them to buy back their probably their biggest uh uh franchise uh uh ip uh but as for me that i just can't get into that stealth that that stealth is stealth is is just like my kryptonite gaming wise for the most part there there are some a few exceptions to that rule but particularly the type of stealth that games like hitman uh present definitely not for me yeah, for me too. I mean, I'm pretty much. Uh, I have both Hitman One and Two, plus uh, some prior Hitman games and my PS3 backlog on there. And so I'm trying to do right. You know, you know. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, but I've been trying to limit the amount of games I buy per month. I'm limiting myself to five games a month. And so, uh, in the end, um, I don't think I'm going to be buying this day one. It is coming out for all platforms. It's coming out for PS4, PS5. Even though it was unveiled at this conference, it's also coming out for all Xbox platforms as well, PCs. So, I mean, if I don't buy this day one, it's something to where if I do happen to, to finally dive into hitman one and two on the ps4 it's something that i will definitely keep in the back of my mind if i do enjoy those two games if to circle back and check out hitman three i thought it was interesting when uh hitman one and two did the whole live service thing where they had different like targets to assassinate uh, available yeah, at some times cool. let me look there cool. i yeah, and it's just I kind of wish I had more time in the day. I had three brains, you know, to be able to play everything I want to play on there. So start cloning. Do it. <laughs> uh, righty then. So uh, last two games we wanted to talk about, uh, and then I'll go through a quick list of other games that were announced. Are two in, two indie games that looked 
amazing. Uh, the first one is uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits. So the Kina Bridge of Spirits looks great. It looks like a lot of people were comparing it to, uh, or, or not comparing it to, but kind of like contrasting it to um, Breath of the Wild uh, with a female antagonist with beautiful colors, magic. You have this cane or this stick and you can like make it into a bow you can use it to open stuff and the game is very beautiful it's very bright uh, i think it has a little bit of uh nino kuni to it a little bit maybe not as cell shady uh, but i think it looks breathtaking i was once i saw that I was like, yeah, this is a this is a game for me. Like, I, I it just looked like this beautiful, charming little game. Whereas Solar Ash looks trippy as all hell. You know, it, again, you know, if you've played Hyperlight Drifter, it had that it had that kind of look to it, in which, you know, you're in this kind of weird world. There wasn't a lot of talking, although this one there seems to be dialogue. Um, but it's like you're 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 you're, you're this 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 entity i don't know if you're a boy or a girl you're wearing a mask with like the three three eyes you have this kind of bellowing wispy black hair you're riding in light waves or trying to escape black holes it just the, the game looks bananas and i'm i'm here for it i'm here for it what are your guys thinks about what are your guys thoughts about these two games we'll start with joe what are, what are your thoughts joe uh, Kina looked really good. I mean, you talk about an action adventure game with some fast combat, a uh, little cutesy, uh, like, you know, creatures roaming around, uh, just the fidelity of everything. And this is like Ember Lab's first development of a game. They have a background in film and animation on there. So, and they worked on a lot of animated uh, commercials, I guess. And so they want to develop games. In fact, they made a fan film for Majora's Mask on there. Um, and they uh, seemed like uh, they wanted to have a proof of concept. And just what a, what a first way to come out. So I'm just hoping that uh, the game plays as good as it looks on there. I think this is right in my wheelhouse because I love action adventure games like this. So um, I don't think it does look like Breath of the Wild. I think it's its own thing. I know that with the little creatures, I know someone was making like maybe Pikmin type things, but I don't think it's you know per se going to have that kind of gameplay loop like Pikmin does. That's more puzzly per se. So, but uh, and then as far as uh, Solar Ash. Solar Ash, of course, Hyperlight Drifter is very cool from what I played of it, and to see that you know a small team can go ahead and, and work on their uh, next game. Um, wait, 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 so. wait, wait, wait. When did you play this? Hyperlight Drifter. Oh, I thought you said you played uh, Solar Ash. I was like, hey, Joe's got the Joe's got the in inside hooks, y'all. He 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 got. He knows what's going on. Sorry, I just I just thought you were talking about you. You actually played it on the PS5, and I'm like, Joe's sitting over here lying to us. Oh, I'm coming back from time. Yes, coming <laughs> back time. Silly. Yes, I'll go in the future so I can play all this crap and get get away from all this COVID crap too. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, just looks cool. I, I will definitely keep an eye out when it does come out. I believe it is coming also as well to I think PC like a lot of these games. So we'll have to see. So, all right, Kev, what are your thoughts? Um, I did like. Uh, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, I I kind of got like a um, almost like a what would you call it like a Pikmin meets Breath of the Wild 
type vibe only from the standpoint of you know you have all these little cute creatures that i'm assuming are going to either help you fight or help you solve some environmental puzzles of some sort uh i think they're going to serve they're they're there for a game because I, I think they they showed her leading guiding them using her staff they were taking some type of object somewhere so there's going to or or almost like uh over for you guys remember that game overlord Oh or, yeah, the um, the what are they called? Where you have to, it's a, it's, them, it's a genre where you have to like yeah. control your armies. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of got uh, maybe that probably that's a better uh, comparison to, uh, th- th- than than that, that's a better com- uh, comparison to than Pikmin, but um, so yeah, it looked good. Uh, the other game, Solar Ash, I never played Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, I understand it got a lot of kudos, uh, but I never played it. It was one of those games that I, I, I always looked and said, you know, I should probably, I should probably check that out. I want to say I just didn't see it at a price point that I was comfortable with. Uh, I'm not as indie adventurous uh, as you guys are, so uh, you know. W- w- I thought I thought that the price was a little bit too high. It's probably come down substantially since the last time I looked, so maybe it's worth worth checking out. But uh, it looked interesting. Um, not exactly sure what what the gameplay loop is exactly, but design wise, uh, I said the same. I, I thought the same thing about Hyperlight Drifter. I thought it was a beautiful game. Uh, this game also looks very pretty. So if I see some some gameplay uh, that looks like it's uh, I guess doing what the, doing the type of stuff that I like to do, then I'll definitely check it out. All righty then. So a couple other games that were announced um, was uh, Oddworld, uh, Soul Storm. Glad to see Odd Oddworld is still alive and kicking. Project Athea. Uh, Solar Ash, which you talked about, which was a fantastic well, let's, game. Let's, let's circle back to Project Athea because I don't know if you were aware of the pedigree, but that is going to be a um, PlayStation 5 exclusive on there um, as far as at least a timed exclusive. But uh, uh, that's from Square Enix. That's from Luminous Productions. I don't know if you're aware of who Luminous Productions is or not. Um, but... why don't, I'm not, so why don't you illuminate us, Chip? Okay. So Luminous Productions basically was, if you remember, like about maybe about a year and a half ago, the Final Fantasy XV team decided to end their production of any further game content. And this is basically, they were um, going to go off and do their own game. And this is the uh, debut of their uh, project on our Project Athea. So then Luminous Productions actually is working uh, with a number of different people uh, to get this game out. And so uh, a lot of people saw some um, kind of uh, similarities to Final Fantasy XV just by looking at the uh, world and whatnot. And another thing I kind of picked up on is that um, Gary Witta, a noted, you know, writer of like, you know, Book of Eli, um, Star Wars Rogue One. He is actually grouped with a uh, group of writers. He's grouped with a group of writers that he is helping to write uh, the lore for this game and the narrative for this game on there. He was talking about it on Twitter. This is the guy that also did the Animal Talking 
uh, thing. He's always on uh, whether he's on kind of funny. I think every week, if I'm not mistaken. So, so it's just with the glimpse I saw. I mean, I just uh, I think it's something to kind of make note of and to see once they actually come up with an actual name of the game. <laughs> you know, any any game with the word project is obviously. <laughs> going to be something to where you know obviously it's not at the end of development or anything like that so yeah it'll probably be some time before we see it but it did look good um it looked very crisp any thoughts on that kid yeah from what they showed it looked good um again i'm all about that gameplay loop so once i see a little bit more of the gameplay uh, i'll be able to make a better decision but it looked impressive it looked very impressive and um you know Again, you know, building, trying to build additional value into that console by locking it down at least, at least for a, a period of time. So, I oh. definitely want, I definitely want to, I definitely want to see more of it. Uh, one thing I'm really kind of impressed with the the fact that we're see, actually seeing some black main characters. Yep. Project Athea, she looked like a sister to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got uh, you know that other that that other game by uh, who was that uh, the, death the one with that death loop mm-hmm. and uh, Kina was actually developed by two black uh, those 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 uh, the guys that are that that are that are in the Ember Lab they're they're both black and they just developed uh, that game so uh i'm i like seeing i like seeing some melanin reflected either behind the scenes or on the screen i'm i'm digging that i don't mean to i don't mean to go all all sjw on on, on the show okay. but, I th- but i think it i think it's something that you know it's good to see why wait for somebody else to make to write your story when you can write your story yourself in exactly. whatever medium that you're working on you don't have to depend on others to do it for you that, that's you. a prime example of what we, we saw in this uh this show yeah so uh, another couple games was uh sack boy uh sack boy a big adventure trying to rebrand sack boy from little big planet that's great Man, Indeed. were they going after Nintendo's neck in that or what? I think so. I, mean, <laughs> I think so. I think they were. Uh, I think it's good. I think they good, were. You need, the kids need things to play. And, um, you know, I think Sackboy as a character, it kind of um, speaks to a certain audience on there. So, yeah. Uh, NBA 2, 2K1, 2000. Uh, yeah. So, whatever. Yay. No, it's 21. 21. Sure. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, basketball moving right along. Uh, we have Destruction All-Star uh, kind of in the vein of of um, Burnout. Looks good. You know, it's a... Four- that surprised me. Yeah, it's that a multiplayer. Surprised me. That surprised me because uh, that when I first, when it first came on, I thought, okay, great. Another... another uh, uh, What's that game that that's real popular that I can't stand? Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Another Fortnite. Another Fortnite like game. But then when they when they threw the cars in, the 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 destruction, the particle the particle effects of what was going on. I have to admit that I was a little bit uh, intrigued by what I saw. You know it it. It it has it has some of that stuff that I don't like that that bleeding edge, funky weird look 
to some of the characters, although they're not as ridiculous <laughs> yeah. as Bleak Edge, thank goodness. And you could jump out the car and ride uh, yeah, alongside you could of it. Jump out the stuff. car and ride along. I don't know if you, it looks like you can kick people into the cars. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I was actually very surprised by what I saw. So that, that that's going to be a game I'm going to have my eye on. Uh, that's one of my uh, games I guess. that I really liked. It's just from the look of it, the cartoony look, the racing. Um, I was trying to figure out what the characters had to do with it, and I was do- doing a little bit more like uh, research into it. And I guess the concept is is that you start by racing, and then if your car blows up for whatever reason, you just don't res your car. You actually play as a character out in the field and actually fight <laughs> while the other cars are racing around on there so and so it has kind of almost like a, a one-on-one combat kind of situation combined with racing but but can't you with... like jack people's cars though i'm not sure if you're able to or not i know but uh um it looked like you might be able to hang on like an opponent's car if need be so i want to see more of the gameplay to yeah. see exactly mm-hmm. how it plays but it's definitely on my radar i don't know if you guys realize who this game is from we don't Andre. joe please let us know <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, now it's (laughs) done by this uh, Liverpool-based studio called Lucid Games. Basically, that formed out of the ashes of Bizarre Creations. If you're not familiar with what Bizarre Creations was as far as a team, uh, they did Metropolis Street Racer. They've done Project Gotham Racing, the whole series on there. They've created Blur, for God's sake, (laughs) on there. And so... They also hired quite a few people from Sony Liverpool after they got shut down. And so the lead designer of this game is actually the lead designer of the entire Wipeout franchise on there. So uh, just with the pedigree of the people that are involved with this game on that, um, it's just the point that uh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on it because these are people that worked on Wipeout. These are the people that worked on MotorStorm, for God's sake, on there with Sony. And so they're now developing this game uh, with uh, Lucid Games on there. So I definitely want to see more of this and see what, what they can do with this game. So Cool. Uh, another couple of games was Goodbye Volcano High. If you want your, you know, high school drama, there you go. Uh, Bedrock nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll pass. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it looks it looks like a good story driven game. It's coming out for both PS four and PS five, so it's not a PS five gated exclusive. It's yeah. also coming out for PC. So, yeah. Uh, on GH Radio, Lefty is looking forward to this so cool yeah that's a lefty game for sure yeah left teenage angst and drama you know yeah yeah bedrock 90210 there you go then we got my so-called prehistoric life (laughs) (laughs) who knows oh wow okay and then uh we have uh returnal which seems awesome uh, super dope i don't know i don't know i don't know no 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 man i don't know i don't know you don't, know. I don't know. you don't know. I don't know. The reason why uh, I don't know is because, like, I don't know. Games that loop on itself, like, part of me is like, are they cheating? 
Like, are, are, are the developers cheating by, by having a game restart because they can use the same assets over again? And it's like, ooh, you know, you have to relive your life again. Ooh, you know, you have to go through the same quarters again and do something different. Ooh, like, I don't know. It's just like two different games that, that, that are utilizing that gimmick. I don't know. I mean, the game looks beautiful. It looks great. I know that supposedly you're going to be looking at... Um, I guess you're going to be looking into your past and and how things have affected you. So there's going to be some kind of um, uh, kind of um, uh, more a non-linear story as 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 the story unfolds for this protagonist. Uh, it I think that it was great that it's a it's a a, a woman is 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 the antagonist. It's her their their life. I really like one thing you know that that Kevin would alluded to earlier with with, with a lot more representation of people of color. Uh, a lot more women are getting uh, are getting their due. Uh, a lot more uh, women are 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 being the at the forefront. of control was one of them that that did really well. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I looked at it, but I I, I wasn't really. Sh- I'm not, I don't know if I'm really kind of sold on it. Like I'm getting, and this might not be a bad thing, definitely because I know Kevin liked this game. But I'm getting kind of Death Stranding vibes from it, just a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit. But but that's me. So what are your guys' thoughts about it? What to say, Kev first? I like that it's a return to House Mark's bread and butter, which is shooters. Yeah, like, I did notice it, that. It, I did it notice looks that like it's a return to what because I love their their twin stick shooters. Um, I think that's what I think that's what they they've that old school arcade vibe is looks like it's back with return back with Returnal and but it's encapsulated in a in a story that looks like it could be pretty interesting. So I'm glad to see them kind of sort of going back to their roots. Just in the context of a bigger, of a, of a bigger, more narrative-driven game, as opposed to to you know to what they've done in the past. So, uh, I'm, I'm for sure gonna be be there day one for for Returnal. Absolutely. All right. What about you, Joe? Uh, same thing with me. I mean, I've always enjoyed their games. I mean, Next Machina. You know me. Uh, liking that Alien Nation, Resogun, you know, you name all the games. Superstar does HD on there. I was worried about the team because I know they wanted to do something different other than continuing to stay in that same genre that they've been kind of stuck in, you know, doing, you know, games like Dead Nation, so on and so forth. And it's just, uh, I know they were um, experimenting with that um, Battle Royale game they brought out, Storm Divers, which I don't know if anything's going to come of it. I know that's still in beta, and it's been years since that game first came out to beta. And so I'm just glad that, one, that Sony was working with them, and they're getting to do something different above and beyond, you know, what they normally, their bread and butter on there. Even though you you could could tell the shooter uh, aspects of this, this is definitely something that's different. It's not an arcade type of game, uh, per se. It is a, you know, adventure game with arcade elements, it looks like. So that's why I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they can bring to the table that's above and beyond maybe something new for them. So Yeah. Uh, a couple other games uh, before we wrap this up. We got Bug Snacks uh, and uh, Jeff and the Far... Jeff, the Far Shore. No, Jet. 
Jet. Oh, Jet. I thought it was Jeff. <laughs> I thought it was Jeff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's awesome, Jeff. It's some, it's very, it seems very, you know, kind of pedestrian. But hey, Jeff got to have adventures too. But it's Jet, the Far Shore, uh, Little Devil Inside, and for you VR folks, oh, at Prag- Pragmata. And then for your VR people, we have uh, folks who still have your, you know, PS4, uh, um, your PS4 VR, sorry, Vervita. It's uh, Astro's Playroom, which I guess is a really great game. People love that game. And now we're getting a sequel to it. Um, I I guess people are saying it's one of the best VR experiences out there. Again, I don't play VR, so I don't know. I know Kevin doesn't play it as well. I know Joe has it and he's put it on maybe once in the last year <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just messing well, with you the, the thing about Astro's play, Playroom it is a um, game that's built onto every PS4 it's a free game that's going to be onto the system on there, PS4 so or PS5 PS5 I'm sorry No, because yeah, like you said there's like a hidden game in here on my PS4 that I don't know about damn <laughs> it's like that yeah. it's like that U2 song that they gave everybody uh, Apple gave everybody Okay, Astros. Yeah, it's it. We'll have to see what it. It's basically starring the little robot that's on the playroom, basically. But it's going to be uh, platforming and other gameplay loops that is going to be on every PS5 on there. So, okay. and then um, Jet the Far Shore looks kind of cool. It's uh, has some indie pedigree per se, um, but uh, you know it's coming out sooner than later. It's coming out um, like towards the end of this year beginning of next year it's by the team that did sword and sorcery on there which i don't know if you've heard about before or not so i have not yeah the the game that came out mainly on mobile platforms everyone kind of spoke about saying that it was a really good game and so i'm just kind of interested to see um as far as what this game is and kind of go from there it has some sort of a, a space traveling loop on there so and uh, very music centric too so so any of these games uh tickle your fancy kev Mm, not really um i was kind of hoping jet would be like a 3d isometric defender you know like when they were showing that that jet that craft whatever it is kind of skimming the the surface of the ocean i thought that i was hoping to see it you know start blasting some 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 aliens or some some ships or, or something but uh yeah i that probably both probably probably both of those games just not in my wheelhouse as far yeah. as the gameplay loop is concerned the little devil inside i don't know about that one so yeah devil inside was kind of I, I don't get that it 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 I mean, it could be interesting, but you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not that I'm not the indie guy. Um, I'll I'll def, I'll de, typically it, I really have to be drawn in by the gameplay loop for an indie. For right. Really. How about Pragmata? You kind of glossed over it. So, what do you guys think of that trailer? What we've seen. So, I mean, it's not a lot to tell what it is so far. But I think you just that, answered your question. <laughs> it's not a lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it is a Capcom game. So again, um, I think it's great. Capcom out there trying to do something different. Finally, um, uh, again, I don't know what it is. It looks trippy as hell. A little a getting still lit it getting a little bit of you know it's another game that was giving me a little bit of a uh death stranding vibe but again yeah, i don't know like i don't know it, it did to me too you know so 
little little cat that's kind of see-through and you're falling in a spacesuit but you're on earth so i don't know i'm sure it'll you know i'm sure hey again capcom i think it's fantastic like if you're listening you know hey what's up but i think it's great that you're trying something different you know that's a 2022 title so I yeah mean, it'll be a away, minute so. <laughs> yeah. so the last game we wanted to talk about that was released is it for me it, it it was the big reveal of, of of for me. It was the game that that basically made it all worthwhile uh, for this, and that was uh, Stray. Now, I, uh, when they released that trailer, and I got to see that, I was like, finally, finally, a uh, uh, a a game that allows me to be what I've always wanted to be, and that is a cat. So, <laughs> so you are literally and i'm saying this right a delivery cat in a world full of nothing but robots i I have no idea what the game is i guess you're solving crimes you're you're a cat courier uh it's coming out for both ps4 and ps5 day one for me day one what do you guys think I'm gonna need to see. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. And believe me, I I love I love kitties as much as the next person, but, and I thought that I thought the seeing that cat run run kind of walking around and climbing the structures with a little, you know, courier satchel on his shoulder. I thought it was adorable, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna need a bit more, I'm, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need more. <laughs> Uh, so, because as you know, I don't know if you know, but I love cats. I think cats are one of the best um, companion a person could ever have. No offense to dog lovers, but or 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 people who have like other pets, fish and whatever. But cats, fantastic. Uh, what are your thoughts, Joe? You gonna buy this day one? You gonna play it with Meowth? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna play it with my cat. Thank you, but uh, it looks cool. Uh, I love the art direction. There's some, uh, you know, obviously looks of ray tracing and aspects in the game itself, at least on the PS5. From what I saw, I like the art design. It's a, you know, it's supposed to be an action adventure game. You're supposed to try to figure out um, as far as uh, an ancient mystery to escape this city on there. So there's a, like going to have some uh, adventure aspects to it i'm kind of curious if there's any combat you know whether i get to scratch somewhere i hope so to, you know <laughs> or you get, get to be a, like or you get to be a cat, cat fight or something yeah cat fight or you get to like drop heavy shit on people and get have people get electrocuted because no one ever thinks it's the cat <laughs> that mischievous cat i don't know i just think it looks really kind of cool so yeah I'll definitely keep an eye on for it. I mean, it'll be out for PS4, so I'm not sure. I mean, you're already going to buy a PS5. It sounds like for Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank. So you don't you gonna... don't you dare put that on me. <laughs> Maybe, probably. I I refuse to comment. <laughs> well, let's circle back before we end our discussion. What console are you guys going to get? Were you going to get the all digital PS5 or are you going to get the uh, disc version? What you talk about, Joe? Of course, I'm gonna get the the uh, the, the the disc version one. I'm not gonna get the digital one. No, no. Okay. Yeah, I no thought desire. Out of the three of us, you would possibly be out of the three of us, maybe the more most likely to buy the digital version. Maybe me? No. Yeah. Like I love looking up and seeing my games on my shelf. <laughs> you know, no. I I don't have a lot of games, but I like looking at the games that I own. I don't want it to be digital. I'm fine. 
buying digital stuff, but having an all digital um, box without without a disk drive, even though it would be a cost saving measure, I just don't think I just don't think that's in the cards for me. So no, not for me. Yeah, you already know my answer to that. Uh, definitely going with the with the uh, the disk drive. The so I won't be getting the PS Five. Sad. Um, <laughs> the the one thing though, the one thing, and I guess we're just gonna have to wait till either. I guess I don't know if Microsoft has a hardware event this month, or if they're if it's gonna be part of their July uh, showcase. But this kind of throws, you know, if if this digital console, because the only difference between it and the PS5 is that it doesn't have a it doesn't have a disk drive. There's no there. It, it's not a lesser version of 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 the PS5. So if there's a Lockhart in the series in the Series X lineup, that is less powerful than the series x it's going to be interesting to see how how microsoft is going to be able to justify that assuming that and i'm assuming that sony or playstation has the opportunity to have a little bit more uh flexibility with with regards to the price on that digital one as opposed to the one with the hard drive i mean with the uh with the, with the disk drive, I'm just I'm just guesstimating, um, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how that that falls into play, assuming that the rumors are correct, and it, assuming that the, this this the, the the Lockhart exists at all, uh, it it seemingly does. But the how they're going to how they're going to come in with a underpowered or not underpowered by a less than powerful series x entry level system to the next gen when playstation is saying the only difference is one has a as a blu-ray disk drive and the other one doesn't and if they can counteract microsoft's price of that lockhart uh strategically uh, on that on that digital edition, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a difficult sale sale for Microsoft with, with that hot card. It's going to be interesting to see what comes down the pike with regard to that. But me, I'm getting the I'm getting the one with the disc drive. I got too many PlayStation Four games. My PlayStation Five games will be physical whenever possible. So yeah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that drive. Well, there you go. So that kind of, uh, unless you have anyone else has anything else to to add to uh, the PS5 announcement, um, I'm gonna put this out there because I, I I think it would be interesting to have a conversation about this, and you guys can join us on our Discord. Uh, so what is your what are your guys' takes? Real quick, real quick. I know we're going long on this. So as of right now, given what you saw, and I'm and I'm and I'm moving my hands around for inflection, given what you saw, <laughs> who's who's in the lead, y'all? Come on, be honest. Who's in the lead? Sony, Microsoft. Who's in the lead right now? Given what you saw, given what you saw today, given what you saw at at, at the um, at the release, who's in the lead? Come on, well, I, it's, it's don't obviously... don't think about it. Just who who's in the lead? 
It's, it's obviously PlayStation because Microsoft has not been able to show their first party t- titles. You know, they haven't had a opportunity to do, even though the Series X has been out and about since December. Um, obviously, the inside Xbox they did in May was a, a very big misstep. Excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. I, I, I did, did this. This just coming in. Uh, we've known about this since December. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just, just, just so I know, it's been about six months at lead time, and they've had multiple yeah. times to show what they have, you know, on the docket, you know, to to to, to kind of quote Kevin, and yet nothing. So uh, Sony comes out, shows you what it looks like, gives you a ton of games. And just sits back and was like, all right, Sony is the one to beat. Yeah, Joe, well, you were they, saying? Yeah, they have had literally almost like two years to build up to this. You, you figured the last E3 showing that they had was, if I'm not mistaken, 2017? Wasn't it 2017 with the pa- Master of the Pan Flute over there when the show goes, <laughs> yeah, goes to Tsushima? Yeah. yeah, and they did The Last of Us 2 in the in the tent trailer out the back mm-hmm. of E3 with all the lanterns and all that crap. So since then, you know, no PlayStation experience, uh, no sh- big shows, no big pressers for uh, Sony. So, you know, obviously they hunkered down. Uh, they had their two tentpole releases uh, along with, you know, other stuff coming out. And um, they basically built their momentum and, and they let it all out in one big one hour splurge on there. So obviously uh, they came with the business and they delivered on there. I mean, obviously the competition is looking for a different type of cadence as far as unveiling games and whatnot. I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, competition always brings out the best in everyone. So we'll see what the 16 studios, first party studios bring to the table in July. I don't want to sit here and, and laugh, but you know, this is from the same groups that brought you, you know, grounded, you know, um, State Stop of it. Edge. Stop it. Leading edge. So <laughs> I, I want to see bigger and better uh, titles. I want to see a breadth of different stuff on the Microsoft side. I think uh, the uh, indie Xbox indie a- a- Xbox has been doing a good job curating different games that come out exclusively for that platform or timed exclusive for the platform on there. Uh, you know, we're playing Deep Rock Galactic for a reason. You know, on Xbox, we're playing other games on Xbox. Obviously, they have marketing deals on plays with Ubisoft, with Sega. You know, we don't see any Yakuza Like a Dragon for PS5 because right now Microsoft has it on lock for a certain period of time, which some fanboys are kind of getting a little perturbed about because they want their Yakuza on their PlayStation. But we'll have to see uh, what comes up with all of this business as it comes up. Hopefully, they come out strong. But right now, PlayStation is definitely in the lead. For sure. So, All right. uh, Kev, what are your thoughts? Um, I would have to agree with with what what you and Joe just have said, and let's not forget how strong they're ending this generation with Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima, two games that are going to be in just about everybody's game of the year contentions, right? How is Xbox ending? Grounded. 
with ground. Stop it. <laughs> that's really that's I mean, that's really all you have to say. I mean, I mean, look. You know, you can say you don't like the way the system looks. You can say you don't you don't like the games. You you know, personal opinion is personal opinion. That's all well and good. But when you look at the breadth of work that has taken place between these two companies on the console space this generation, the choice is clear. I mean, I mean, at, at least as far as I'm concerned, as to who was putting in the work. Yeah. The choice is clear as mm-hmm. to who was putting in the work. Yup. Xbox was giving you services. They were telling you, we don't want you to buy our console. We don't want you to buy our games. Here's a, here's a Netflix subscription. Peace out. And here's some grounded and some bleeding edge. And here's, <laughs> uh, very... here, here's some, here's some crazy woman rapping in Viking and, and peace out. We'll see. We'll see you in a bit. Oh. And, that's all that's all we've had and that's all we're going to have until July. Sony comes in delaying the presentation of what the console looks like. Uh hit first hitting us with this you know this uh GDC yeah. uh presentation from Mark Cerny and everyone's like, "Well, what the heck? I mean, I had to go and look up terms that this man was dropping. I felt like I was in a master's class for electronic engineering." And that was a big misstep, in my opinion. But I don't think it was a misstep. I just think it was weird. Uh, and then they come and and then they then they step in and say, "Oh, by the way, you know." We're, we're, we're taking a step back because of the, the social unrest and we're coming back in on the 11th. You get the console, you get the consoles, the console skews, you get the games, gameplay, presentation of peripherals, and okay, the ball, the, the ball is literally in Microsoft's court in July. And to be perfectly frank, I don't really have the confidence in that they're going to be able to deliver. They will deliver for their core base. If you if you're down with Forza, Halo, and Gears, I think they're going to they're they're going to to uh, impress. Hopefully, but I mean, even Halo fans are are like, I don't know about this 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 Halo Infinite, you know. So we'll see. But if you're trying to impress, if you're trying, if you want to get me to drop, to spend my money on your, on your console, I'm going to need you to come out of that Halo Forza and Gears trifecta. I'm going to need to see these 16 studios that you have required, that you have acquired, hit me with some AAA level new IP new gameplay presentations whether it's single double or triple I, I just need to see something outside of halo fours and gears for triple a and bleeding edge and grounded for game for the game pass fodder i i need more than that he's begging i mean i i, I want to spend here i'll put it this way i want to buy your console <laughs> I want to. I need you to give me a reason to do so. Sony has given me the reason. I want to buy your console because I like having I like having all things, right? 
I like having all the consoles available. I have a Switch that I haven't touched in I don't know how long, but I don't want to get rid of it because I know that there because I there are games and there will be games that I want to play on that. I just need to make the time for it. I want to add the Series X to my to my man cave entertainment center. But I'm not going to give you another four or five hundred dollars just so I can play Ninja Gaiden one, two, and three again. I'm not. I, I need to see something more. The back compat stuff looks impressive, but you know it is just back compat. So yeah. I don't buy a new console to play old games. That's a great. It's a great cherry to have on top of that. Uh, on top of that ice cream Sunday fantastic yeah i i get these these games and they're re-upped and higher frame rates and all this stuff and all that's all whoop de whoop whoop de whoop that's great but i need more than just a high-end retro pie i need you to give me some new games yeah if you want me yeah. to if you want me to go out and spend that money yeah, this is going to give it to me. They better give it to me. That's all I can say. Yeah, July so, is going to be interesting what they do in the July. They have to bring some serious heat. Yep. They have to. Yep, I agree 100%. So, so again, you know, just to kind of close this just just to kind of close this out. I know we went a, we went fairly long, but again, we give um we give Microsoft a hard time on this show. We do. You know, and that's for a reason. Not because, you know, we're Tough haters. Love. Yeah, like you said, tough love. You know, that's what you said, right? Tough love? Tough love. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because, cause, I mean, you have to understand, like, we are old school Microsoft Xbox fans. I remember when, when Microsoft was my preferred system, and it was just like, PlayStation, nah, no, nah, no, nah. that that's for the masses, you know. Yeah, no. So, so, and so when you when you see something that you're passionate about, kind of start wavering and continue to waver, you know, it just it, it makes it that much harder, you know. So, so even though we give a, give Microsoft a hard time, we want to play their games. We want to we we want to own that, and we we want to have that 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 again. But right now, they're just not they're just not fulfilling that for us and maybe that's different for you that's great we're all individuals living on this planet um and and i think when when com- when companies f- you know fight you know for their consumers and want to give them stuff you know that 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 is good and that and that is you know fantastic and that really kind of you know pumps it up you know that's that's good but 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 it has to be the gameplays it has to be you know what they're offering because because kevin has said it before and i'll say it again flops looks aesthetics <laughs> they don't sell game they don't sell these systems it's the games that sell the systems you know yeah. and not the services i don't think the services sell the systems either you know it's 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 the games that sell the systems so uh so that's pretty much it from uh, from the PS5 reveal. I think we did it to death. We gave you just about two hours of our unfiltered uh, thoughts about this. I think this is just the beginning salvo that uh, Sony has launched. I think we are off to the races, and I really hope, I really hope that Xbox catches up. So with, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Kevin uh, for, for our last stuff. <laughs> All right, so game nights take place on Thursdays, typically 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
usually taking place on PlayStation Network, but as we said before, we have access to all systems. So whether we're playing Monster Hunter or Division 2 or on the Xbox side playing uh, Fantasy Star Online, uh, we have... we're, we're available on all platforms or on the Switch with Mario Kart, uh, Super Mario Kart 8 or any of the other games that are uh, multiplayer on the Switch. We're there on all platforms. Uh, for me, oh, also for our show, rather, we have a Twitter account. We are at Gaming Vessels on Twitter. We also have a uh, Discord which is at Gaming Vessels. There will be a link to a direct link to our Discord servers. Uh, for the show uh, attached to the show notes of this episode. Social okay. media, I am on Twitter. I am at shownuff 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Uh, PlayStation, it's shownuff 7 same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, I'm at shownuff 71 Again, same spelling with 71 And on Steam, I am shownuff 71 our email address is also gamingvessels at gmail.com. So you want to hit us up there for feedback. If you heard something you liked, you didn't like, if you'd like to be a part of the show and have us interview you and get your comment, your commentary out about our favorite hobby slash industry, which is out of video gaming, you're going to want to send your feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at? All right. You can catch me on uh, PSN and Xbox Live. At Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R. You can catch me on Twitter when I check it <laughs> uh, at the Nemo Six, uh, T H E N E M O S I X. Joe, where can folks find you at, my friend? Uh, Twitter, which I am very active on, uh, at Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L, uh, username on PSN on Steam and also on Nintendo Network, Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And then on Uplay and on Xbox Live, I am the same thing, Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 6995. We thank you for joining us for Season 6, Episode 19 of Gaming Vessels Podcast. For Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, and for Des, the Bay Area Terror, I am Shonuff71 signing off and telling you all that we'll be back next week. Peace.